Hello, Waterloo Road fans. It's Tom Beasley here, your podcast host, welcoming you to your latest interview special episode of the podcast. My guest for this latest chat is Ian Paulston Davis, who played Charlie Fisher in the first half of Waterloo Road Series 6. So the episodes we've just gone through. Um, it was lovely to talk to Ian. Uh, he gave up a lot of his time, which I was very grateful for. Uh, we talked. We got into a lot of depth about Charlie and Ian's time on Waterloo Road, uh, and also chatted a bit about his work in, in Coronation Street and some uh, really amazing TV dramas that he's popped up in recently. Um, and if you want an extended version of this interview uh, with the quickfire Q&A segment, you can get that by heading to our Patreon page. All you need to do is go to patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. Um, it's a subscription service where you get loads of extra stuff from us, including extended versions of interviews just like this one. And I would like to thank those of you who have already signed up for the Patreon page. So thank you to Claudia Graham, to Natalie, who is at Natalie the Book Reader on Instagram. Thank you to Dylan Gover, who is at Dylan S. Gover on TikTok. Thank you to Eve, to Joe Buckle, to Lottie Smith, to Lucy, to Tom Percival, to Eliza, who is at WaterlooXRoad underscore on Instagram. Thank you to Matthew Kumar, to Georgia Leah, aka The Avocado Bath on both Instagram and TikTok. Thank you to Emily Berry, to Maddie, to Sarah Mython and to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to all of you for subscribing. If you would like to join that list, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Pod. Loads of exciting stuff. The uh, extended version of this interview is live now. We will have our final few episodes of the other school-based show, Britannia High, coming very soon. Lots of other exclusive stuff on that Patreon. But without further ado, let's get on with this week's episode and my interview with Ian Pulston Davis. I will start with a brief clip of him in action as Charlie Fisher, followed by the interview. Karen, are you really done here, love? Mm. How are you feeling? See ya! Mm. Harry, hang on, I'll give you a lift. Why are you still me? <laughs> Hello, Ian, it's a delight to have you on the podcast. Oh, it's, I can't tell you what a delight it is for me to be um, looking at your face at what time? Quarter past 11 on a Thursday, <laughs> sunny Thursday morning. Now, it's great the, to the, meet yeah, you, Yeah, bizarrely a sunny Thursday morning. <laughs> now, it's great to be talking to you, mate, and, and to reminisce. Absolutely. I, I always say that to people when I talk to them on this podcast, that it's nice to just be able to sort of gently guide them down a kind of memory, memory lane sort of thing. yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. And so, of course, talking about uh, Waterloo Road, where you spent uh, 10 episodes as as Charlie Fisher. Gosh, was it that many? I thought it was less than that. Well, there are, that's how much fun I had. It, see, it went like so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because I've, I've talked to a few people who, like yourself, did quite sort of short stints on the show. Is a series a short stint? I suppose it is in, in in the life of Waterloo Road, but I, I you know I mean to be to be in it for the whole series seems seems um, satisfying. You know, had I have just nipped in and done a couple of episodes, I'd I kind of walked away, uh, you know, hungry for more. But I thought it was it was lovely to have seen it through because invariably, you know, over the years as an actor, you you kind of unless you're a regular, most of us earn our bread from literally popping in and out. And it was nice to, to, to be part of the whole journey of that particular series. So I, I look back on Waterloo, not as a, as a quick fit job. It, it did feel as if I was, 
I felt very much part of the team for, I don't know how many months. It must have been maybe five, six months, maybe less. I don't know. So it, it felt it felt more than a quick stint, to be honest. And, and you know, that's why it, it stands out as one of one of my, you know, one of my more favorable memories of a job. It's interesting, really, the kind of differing perceptions there, because, you know, when you look at it in the totality of the show, it ran ran 200 episodes. Wow. So, Gosh. yeah. So, the, so looking on it and then you compare it to people like, you know, Jason Doan and Philip Martin Brown, who were in well over 100 of those episodes. Goodness me. There you go. So I suppose having heard that, my measly 10 or 12 <laughs> episodes... You've made your point. Okay, I was in and out. All right. <laughs> but well, I kind of want to talk, like, usually I ask people, but I think for you, this mm. question is quite interesting because you've done it a number of times before, but this yeah. idea of joining something that was already a sort of well-oiled machine. Yeah. Obviously, you were, you'd already done numerous soaps by this point, so to come into yeah. something established was quite normal yeah. for you. It kind of was, actually. Uh, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't say I walked in, you know, with, with you know, pocketfuls of, confidence I didn't you always feel slightly I suppose in a way you feel like a, I would I'm trying to make the analogy with with school and I suppose you do feel like you're a pupil who's moved schools or joined a new school and I would of course you know even even closer uh, to, to myself it would be a teacher that's moving to a new a new staff room and I think that quite that didn't hinder that helped because I did, I was the husband. It was uh, uh, an environment I wasn't, which was new to me. Um, so I kind of, I'm not saying I'm a method actor, but I, 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 I found it quite helpful that I didn't know all the actors forward slash teachers in the staff room. And I felt the getting to know uh, the actors on screen um, kind of dipped into getting to know, getting to know the teachers on screen as the you know the the the, uh, the, the husband of the of the head teacher dipped crossed over into getting to, to know the actors in real life. So I I think it did me favors joining a, a, a as you say a well a well oiled <clears throat> well oiled school. Yeah, and it's interesting because you joined in quite sort of soap style as part of a new family coming into yeah. the show. Yeah, which is obviously something you know that soaps have done forever. Yeah, um, did it help to be joining alongside you know three or four other new yeah. characters who you were very close to? Yeah, for the reasons I've just said, really, it, it kind of um, it meant that I had some kind of uh, uh, something not to rely on, but I had um, I had backup, I had family backup, and but I mean I'd worked with Amanda before, so that certainly helped. Uh, it, it, Lindsay had played my daughter in a previous series. So there was a familiarity there. And, and um, I think, uh, um, I think that was it really. They were the, the only people I knew in my family. Kellen, not Kellen. How do you pronounce his name? Uh, yeah, just Kel, I think. Kel, Kel. Because <laughs> I know a Welsh actor called Kellen as well. And of course, yeah. it, it, that's not Kellen's full name, is it? Kel's full <laughs> But anyway, I, I, and I hadn't met or work with Kel before. So that was an added delight because I thought he was just, I, I mean, he's, he's gone on to wonderful things, but yes. I remember, <laughs> I, I remember him being just, he dazzled me. I thought he was a wonderful young actor and I kind of, and we had a wonderful, uh, you know, a wonderful rapport uh, in real life. And I, I so enjoyed working with Kel, but I'm digressing. So no, it was, <laughs> it did help to have a, a kind of a, a family backup. 
Absolutely. We'll talk about Cal a little bit later. I've got some, some questions about that. Um, I wanted to ask about the actual process of, of yeah. getting involved in the show. How did that come about for you? As I was explaining to you, Tom, before we started recording, you know, I, I know I've got competition with your other actors, your other guests, but I, 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 I'm, I'm very confident that I'll probably win the worst memory <laughs> award. <laughs> Because I'll it have is. to do it. I'll have to. I'll have to get <laughs> you all back and to. do some like like mastermind. We'll get you in the black chair. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is. Yeah, it is a beautiful blur to me, Waterloo Road. It really is. I get good feelings from it, but as far as specific memories are concerned, it's become very diluted over the years. Uh, so much so that I've even forgotten your question. Uh, <laughs> I kid you not. I, I, I obviously bagged the prize now. Um, what was the question? About how you got the how you the process of getting the role. Yeah, I, I I'd love to think that I was invited to join, but I don't think I was. I think that was probably a dream I had. <laughs> just dream. Um, I think I probably met for it. I probably would have done uh, as a jobbing actor, and um, and that was it. You know, I, I I think I auditioned and I got the part. I think I knew from the from the get go that I was going to be in it for the series. It was what you know. You you so you often so hear of actors who, who who are only meant to have done a couple of episodes and they extend um, because they're they're so good. In my case, it wasn't that. So I I kind of <laughs> knew that I was going to be in it for 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 the for the series. Anything after that, I didn't know. I don't think anyone knew. Um, and because I was husband of rather than coming in as directly as a teacher with my own individual story. That obviously meant, depending on where the storyline went, would depend on, on my longevity in the show. Well, that's another thing I was going to ask. When you joined, was it a sort of open-ended joining or did you no. always know you were doing 10 episodes and out? Yeah, as far as we were all concerned, it was going to be just just the series. Yeah. Um, but... Um, I, I fortunately they they I think I think because I remember that I was that's it I was off at Coronation Street near the end of my term with with uh, Waterloo Road and I had a conversation with uh, the delightful producer whose name I can't remember <laughs> oh my god she was look and we had this conversation I said look I'm I've been offered Coronation Street. Uh, just for you to know. And she did say, I'm sure I remember this rightly, she did say, oh, that's a shame because we would have liked you to have stayed on. She was probably being incredibly polite. <laughs> uh, but maybe she wasn't. So maybe they did have thoughts for the future. But obviously, as I was going on to another job, um, you know, I, I, I left at the end of that series, which was what, series six, did you say, or seven? Yes, six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it, it sort of feels sometimes like there may have been, you know, more more plans for you afterwards, because obviously at the end of your run is when Tina O'Brien emerges. Of course. As the other Fisher daughter, speaking yeah. of Coronation Street, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She shows up. And uh, yeah, but by that time, Charlie's off with his uh, his new partner in, in London. Yeah. I think that's where the character goes. Right. OK. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, because I think Tina's a, a terrific actress and mm. we've we've missed each other on, on two occasions. We missed each other I, I, as in we didn't overlap. I think we had one photograph session together as the family <laughs> reunited and then I left. So uh, <laughs> we, we kind of swapped places, really. Uh, she, yeah. she appeared and I disappeared. Uh, and the same happened with Coronation Street in real life. 
um, as I left, I think she joined soon after. So we've never actually spent too much time in the same room. <laughs> uh, so, but no, I, yes, I, it would have been, had Corrie not have, have turned up when it did, I certainly would have loved to have stayed because mm. I had, you know, uh, I, had, I had very happy times there. And I knew some of the cast before anyway. So it was just hooking up with old pals, meeting new pals, enjoying the character I played, enjoying the, the storyline and, and loving working with Amanda, who, as I said earlier, I had worked with before, previously in a, in a job, uh, a, police, uh, a police drama. And uh, so that was a delight. You know, it was it was just lovely to to be working with uh, uh, old colleagues. Absolutely, and once you'd got the role, I guess was there a a day where you went and you know reconnected with Amanda and then met Lindsay and Kel and kind of got your chemistry together as a family, or was it sort of a less explicit process? No, than that? I, I don't think I don't think we had the time for that. You know, Tom, hmm. uh, I think it was just in at the deep end uh, because it's such a a fast paced, uh, you know, sort of. Uh, uh, well, you don't have to say rehearsal period, but it's not even a rehearsal period. You you get to rehearse the scenes a few times before the take. So there was there was never any time for us to bond as a as a as a as a bunch of actors, neither or or a, you know a family. We just just you know started it, started playing dad, mum, son, and daughter. And the beauty of joining as as you said, husband of the head teacher, is that you joined the show and you're immediately involved in all of the, the main storylines. Yeah, was that yeah. kind of something that made it really attractive for you? I think it had to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of loved, I loved, I mean, I'd been, I'd been involved in a lot of domestics in, in dramas over the years. And, you know, my, that's, it's become one of my fortes, uh, dysfunctional families. Uh, you know, I, I love being involved in a dysfunctional family. Of course, you would, wouldn't you? You wouldn't want to be the the perfect two up, two down, and uh, not two up to two point four children family. But no, I loved, I loved the fact that we we hit the ground running as far as uh, dysfunction is concerned. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, that I, that I that I was there for, for not just to become you know the new teacher joining the staff room, but that I, that I had this wonderful uh, you know backstory to to deal with. Yeah, I'm intrigued to ask about the sort of, the, I guess, the parallels between what you were doing as an actor and what Charlie was doing as a teacher, because you're joining as an actor for this short period, yeah. I suppose short period in the context of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Charlie is a supply teacher who is only ever temporary. Yeah. So I guess that's quite an interesting parallel. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it it it's um it it helps it helped like it did me, you know me joining the school as a as a as a as a new teacher. So yes, I, I thought I think subliminally it did. Um, I wasn't kind. Of, I'm, I'm sure I you know if there was any method in me, then that would have been it. The fact that mm. I was very much temporary, you know, in, 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 as a teacher and as an actor. Um, but I kind of liked I liked being. It gives an actor something something else to think about when you're kind of on the outside. You're the newbie, you know, that you're the cowboy that's rode into town. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it, it kind of, it, it, was a, there, it was another agenda going on when I was in those scenes because I had all this, this you know, as I said, this, this, this uh, breakdown in a marriage and, and breakdown in, within the family going on. And then I would come in as the supply teacher. I mean, it made me realize how difficult it must be for supply teachers, you know, turning up at school and, and you know, sh 
making their teen exit to a group of people who've known each other for however many years. So yeah, it just it added it just made my storylines and my character. It helped the, the complexity, I think, of of uh, of doing those scenes. That might be the only comparison between a cowboy and a maths teacher I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. Where do I get these ideas from? <laughs> Mad. Uh, you mentioned it being sort of quite a fast-paced process between you know getting the role and getting going. Did you have yeah. a chance to, I suppose, do much research into kind of you know being a supply teacher and indeed you know being a parent of a missing child, which is a really unique perspective. Um, God, I'd love to spend time telling you I did, but I didn't really. No, I, I didn't. Um, I suppose when I did the only research I, I would have done is, 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 is it was based on memories of my my own teachers. I remember we did have a math teacher who I was very fond of. I'm not saying I, I fashioned or styled my character on him, but there were facets of certain teachers that I borrowed from, certainly. And I, 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 it, it makes, I would imagine every actor that's played a teacher digs deep into his his school memories. So, yes. yeah, sure, because that's like the only time we really experience teachers is our own teachers who we had growing up. So I guess exactly. that makes sense. Yeah. And I did a, a production of John Godber's Teachers on Stage mm. a number of years ago, and I remember we did go into a, a local school in Harrogate and speak to a couple of uh, uh, comprehensive teachers. So that was, I remember, I remember back to those days when I was researching the teachers then. I remember one, if I went for a drink with them, we went for a drink. The, the three members in the cast went for a drink with a couple of the teachers. And I remember one of them saying that, obviously it, it may still be true, I don't know, that um, it has the biggest turnover teaching has the, the, the biggest turnover of, of, of teachers leaving the profession because yeah, it's so stressful, yeah. which staggered me at the time. Maybe it's been replaced by NHS workers. It probably has. But I just remember that statistic stayed with me. Um, and it kind of makes sense when we remember, you know, you remember the stress our own teachers are under and the mayhem. And, and uh, you know, so I, 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 I was surprised, but it made absolute sense. So I do remember that particular meeting and so I learned from that and, and learned from as I said my memories of my own teachers uh, as far as the family is concerned um, uh, I don't think I'd played a similar storyline before but it, as a parent myself it's not hard to to think about what it must be like to to have a missing child it, it's it's an easy in really mm. so and in fact um, gosh, when was when was when was I in Waterloo? I'm trying to think. Work out the years now. Did I have? Ch I must have had children. Yes, we so had. I think, Maggie. It, I think it probably shot 2009. I think it came out 2010. Yeah. Your episode. So Maggie was Maggie. My daughter was about four. She's 15 now, so she would have been about four or five. So yes, yeah, so I was a parent. I was a, 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 a new parent. Uh, so I didn't need to research it. You just you dig into your emotions and it comes out like a volcano. So, you know, it was very easy to, to, uh, to think through that storyline. Yeah. I, th I suppose in the context of being a teacher as well, being in a school shooting it must've helped. It is, a, it is literally a school full of young people. So that, that must've helped. It was just, in, Oh God, I suppose if there was any method involved in my performance, it was, it was borrowed by the school. Yeah. You know, the school was my method approach. You'd be walking down the corridor, 
rehearsing a scene. And it was, it, you so, it did help enormously not having to work with, with, with sets that were being held up by whatever, you know, yeah. weights. And to have the real thing was staggeringly helpful. And I remember at one point, I always remember this scene we were filming and it was during lunch break. The bell had just gone for lunch. Oh, no, the bell had gone for end of lunch. And I was rehearsing a scene with one of the other teachers. And I remember a couple of the extras, uh, the supporting artists, sorry, uh, the essays uh, started I think they went in the scene and they were running down the corridor. And in character, I said, walk. <laughs> you remember that? And I thought, God, I'm, I've finally become a method actor. I've got <laughs> And I just, it was for a moment, I was Charlie Fisher in that corridor shouting at some kids running down the corridor. <laughs> so it was, it was so real, Tom. It was brilliant. It was wonderful. And, of course, the, the staff room... Uh, was I don't know whether it was a staff room, but it, it certainly looked like they dressed it. Obviously, they dressed it like a staff room. But I mean, it was it was you know it, it, you walked in and it was it was the real thing, and the classrooms and disappearing and the corridors and it was very like my school in Flint in North Wales. It was very similar. So yes, that was you know it, of course it was enormously helpful um, being in the real thing. The only thing. Uh, the only downside was it was leak. It, it, it leaked a lot. I remember there were lots of. <laughs> Buckets everywhere in the corridors. <laughs> so that was the only downside of r- r- working in that school was that was the leaking roof. I mean, that, that feels that, that feels very realistic for a comprehensive exactly. school in in Britain, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So even to the leaking roof, it was <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yeah. No, this was, was 2010. Funny. This was you know early years yeah. of the coalition government. This exactly. Was... <laughs> in fact, they should have started the opening title. Should have had a, a bucket with dripping water. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, that it was wonderful to have that um, to have that be working in a real school and pulling in in the morning in the car park and everyone. It was extraordinary when I think back of it now, um, and the, and the, all the kids. And there were so many of them, and they were all so brilliant and and noisy, and some of them were you know misbehaved, and some of them were in, in, like teachers' pets. It was <laughs> it, it was, and that's why I think part of its popularity was. The fact that it was so real, it, it, yeah. it did, it did at times, I'm sure you felt as a viewer as well, but it certainly felt to us performing. It did feel uh, like it was a fly on the wall documentary. And I think that was part of its charm and its excellence that it did, you know, it did, it, it, um, it was so real. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to ask about working with those those young stars, um, particularly because and anyone who listens to the podcast regularly, if there was a bingo card, They'd be getting it out right now because yeah. Tom is about to mention Jack O'Connell. Um, so Jack O'Connell is in series two of Waterloo Road. So before your time. Yes. Um, but the one thing I always ask actors from Waterloo Road, the adult actors, is were you able to, I guess, pick out which of the child actors would go on to be megastars? So obviously Jack O'Connell, he's amazing. He's in one episode of Waterloo Road is and you all- watch it and you go, that guy is going to be a movie star, and he is. <laughs> um, wow. But I guess, did you have that? Because you know, certainly Kel is a you know mega star these days. W- was there ever I, a time where you were yeah. able to go, yeah, that one's going to be a star, that one's going to be a star? I suppose I, 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 I only hoped it would be me. <laughs> I just only hoped that they'd all look and say, God, he's going to be a movie star. Um, no, I, I would say I certainly. I mean, I think Lindsay uh, is a cracking actor. I, I've mm. always been a huge fan of hers ever since we did a series together called Conviction. Um, so I knew her acting anyway. 
but I would suppose, I suppose partly because I did most of my scenes of all the kids with, with my own kids, but yeah. I thought Kel was exceptional. I really did. I thought, you know, God, if I'd have been half as good as him at his age, uh, I'd have been happy. I thought he was exceptional, Kel. And I thought Jack, uh, the, the actor called Jack, I can't remember his character now. I thought he was particularly good. Um, oh, God, not Ryan. Uh, ben, Ben, double-barreled Ben, Ben, double-barreled. I thought he was exceptional. Um, sorry, Ben, if you ever listen to this. I can't remember. Is it Ben Ryan Davis? We're Facebook buddies. Uh, I thought he, I, I thought he was a cracking actor. The girls were great. Do you know what, Tom? I, 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 it's a boring reply, but I do remember <laughs> thinking that, that those, the, the core uh, members of, of the, the kids, rather the, 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 the main cast, I thought they were really good. And and, God, I, I hate to say this, but I was surprised because, you know, American kids are so exceptional, and it was a real that they, they haven't. A realism about them that I don't think a lot of British kids can always have. But I, I really was blown away by uh, the, the kids, the younger actors in, in Waterloo Road. I thought they were really good. So I can't, apart from Kel and the ones I've mentioned, I can't think of any others that I thought were going to be huge. I just thought they all deserved to be huge because they're all incredibly impressive. Absolutely. And I wanted to ask, because you said, you know, you played dysfunctional families before and it's something you really enjoy doing. I guess with Charlie, because obviously, you know, he's a guy who uh, him and his wife are going through this horrible thing of having a missing daughter. And then Charlie goes and has an affair with another woman. Yeah. Is, do you have to like or understand your character when you're playing something like that? Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely, well, you've answered You've, you've answered your own question. Yes, you do. And I've said, I've been asked this numerous times over the years, Tom, because um, I, I kind of called it once upon a time, I should say, I cornered the market in, in psychopaths and serial killers. I played a lot <laughs> yes. of very dangerous men. And, and uh, you know, this question has been asked to me before, you know, do, do, do you treat them as, 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 um, nasty pieces of work and I think you, you can't do that because I would imagine most serial killers don't think themselves as nasty pieces of work or psychopaths don't think oh gosh I'm a psychopath I shouldn't be like yeah. this you know they, they don't think so I always try and I don't know whether, you know, this is my method that when I'm playing someone that does something wrong I don't play him knowing he's doing something wrong I play him as playing him doing something right so whether it's chopping someone's head off or strangling them with a plastic paper plastic bag which i did in a in a series a few years ago you know i i i don't think i'm doing wrong i'm doing absolutely right so i think of them as as good people not evil people even if you know i, I with charlie fisher no for a second if i thought charlie was i felt sorry for charlie i had to because otherwise amanda wouldn't and the viewers wouldn't have seen him as the, the, the fool, the idiot, the, the self-pitying man that he was. If I'd have played him self-pitying and horrible, then it, it wouldn't have worked. So I played him as an incredibly sympathetic, loving guy who, who, who was being wronged. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, a, I, th I think that really gets to the core, Rex. I think there's one, there's one episode, I can't remember particularly which episode it is, but it really sums up Charlie, where both... Um, 
both both Karen and Maria, the other woman, are at the school for some sort of event. That's right. And he's talking to Maria and he says, oh, I'm going to finally do it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to ask Karen for a divorce, whatever, and we're going to move away to London. And then something happens with one of the kids and he goes to Karen and goes, I'll I'll leave Maria. I'll move back in with you. And I think that perfectly sums Charlie up. He says whatever he needs to say to the person in front of him. Oh, completely. I I mean, I loved... I loved the fact that I knew people would want to hate me. And I, and I, mm. I, I, I kind of relish those roles in a way because you can have great fun with them. I mean, you know, he was, he, he, he was so self-pitying. He did play the victim. It was all about poor me, you know, I've got to make this awful decision. And, and I think that, that disrespect he had for both his wife and obviously his kids, and his uh, lover, uh, I think that was well-placed. Uh, he didn't really care about them. It was all about him and how put upon and what an awful predicament he was, was in. And I think that was the right way to play him because, you know, those men do exist. And the writers had written the character as such, um, that it's all about them and, and their feelings uh, and being victimised, as I said, not about uh, the fallout. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to ask about making the move, I guess, that you did from, from Waterloo Road directly into Coronation Street. Um, yeah. What was it like, I guess, to go from one huge drama to a long-running role in, in another one straight away? Do you know, what, before I answer that, Tom, I just remembered, and I was listening to your questions and I was listening to my answers, <laughs> but I just remembered there was... There was another actor in my series that has gone on to huge fame. And I'll tell you why, I I don't remember her, but I was in my mate's, stick with this, I was in my mate's um, uh, salon, hairdressing salon, uh, a few years ago. And my mate called me over and said, this lady has worked with you. And I went, oh, how'd you do? And I didn't have a clue who she was. And we had a lovely chat. And I said, what was she? She goes, oh, it was Waterloo Road. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I've got a dreadful memory, blah, blah, blah. And we finished the conversation. And it was, here we go. <laughs> it was that wonderful actress from Killing Eve. Yes. Yeah, Jodie Comer. She's in Jody. one episode. She's in one episode of Waterloo Road. And I just, and I remember I, I, I worked with Amanda Burton again uh, last year. And I said, are you aware that Jodie was in our series? And she didn't have any rec- recollection. So we may well have met in the corridor. It's, it's Yeah, entirely possible. Entirely possible. Ah, uh, there you go. So that's my claim. To <laughs> yeah, you, might not, you may not have shared a single scene. No, no. But I hope we did because, you know, I can put it in my, in my special skills. <laughs> I have met. Jodie yes. on, on Yeah, but on she's set. she's a kind of a prime example of what I was saying with Jack O'Connell, isn't she? That she's yeah. in one episode of Waterloo Road and then yes. megastar. <laughs> I think she probably used my name to help her get where she is today. I think so, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but no, sorry, I had to put that in because I just remembered it now, popped in my head. Um, well, I think um, Charlie Fish was very, diff- very different to, to Owen Armstrong. Mm. So... It, it, it was, it was. to be honest, I'm trying to address this up as being a bit more interesting than it, than it was. <laughs> you know, to, to me, it was just, I was just, first of all, as an actor and as a dad, uh, I was very grateful that I had a, another job to go to straight away. So that was a huge relief. And secondly, I loved the way the Charlie Fisher story kind of came to its 
own conclusion. So I mm. felt satisfied with that, you know, that stint. Um, and and really, no, it was just like, you know, stepping on to, onto a new set, really, and meeting a whole other new bunch. And that's why I love being a, a jobbing actor and, and not being... Uh, not spending too long, although having said that, I spent five years in Corrie, so <laughs> so I'm contradicting myself. But I do, and that, in fact, that's why I left Corrie, because I just felt um, that I'd done as much as I could with Owen, uh, mm. and I, I marvel at how uh, those long-standing actors can can reinvent them, their characters all the time. I don't know how they do that. It is a it is a, a skill that I wasn't terribly good at. I did run run out of things to do with my character, so I think it is a special skill which I don't have. But um, I love the fact you go from one job to another, and you go from one staff room to a, a building site to a to a, a nuclear whatever you know shelter it, it's it's the, it's the joy of the job is to work with so many different actors and play different characters wear different hats and i love the fact that owen was quite yeah quite a bit different so he had a family uh but he was very different to to charlie fisher he he, he was he, he had a much a much he had a temper and he was a bit a bit tricky and had very questionable morals uh, so he was very different. Had I gone to a similar character, I probably wouldn't. Be, I, I, it wouldn't have been the same joy. Well, absolutely. I wanted to ask about some of the the stuff you've done recently. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a really great time for TV and particularly TV drama at the moment. Yeah. Um, and you know, you you it popped is. up in Four Lives. Yes. Um, and you did the Hillsborough show. Like you some. And- yeah, and, yeah, some yeah. really amazing stuff you've done recently. It must be such a great time to be a jobbing, I suppose, TV actor. It is actor. great. It is good. I mean, those those jobs were, were in and out jobs, but I, I don't mind doing those jobs because they're great dramas, you know. And and, and it's funny, when, when, I, when I did the Hillsborough drama, I'm a big Liverpool fan, football, you know, supporter. And I went to a, um, a Liverpool match the week that the series went out, the programme went out. And I tell you what, Tom, um, it was brilliant because I've, all actors get people coming up to them invariably and saying, oh, you're, you know, Owen Armstrong, you're Charlie Fisher. And they go, oh, we love, you know, we love Waterloo. And you, it's lovely. It, it never stops being lovely. Um, but what was so special about um, playing Professor Scratton, Scraton, I've forgotten the pronunciation now, was he was so important for the Hillsborough inquest. He was, you know, he, he was, without him, it may well have not have happened. So to play such an important person um, was special for me because I had to get it right. Although it was only a small part, only a small appearance, but I knew how important his storyline was to the, to the inquest happening. And what was a joy uh, when I went to see Liverpool play that, that, that Saturday or Sunday was I had a, a, a number of, people, mainly men, who had been at Hillsborough, come over to me and not just say, oh, you're that actor from whatever drama and, oh, yeah, we, we've seen you work. They, they, and I promise you this is it, I'm not gilding this, they, they, they shook my hand and they looked me straight in the eye and said, thank you. Thank you for portraying some that was so important in our lives. And that meant more than anything, really. It really did mean such a lot to me. I remember two guys said, God, they were of the age that they would have been kids when they went were at Hillsborough. They were, you know, they were, they were at, at, at the game that day and they had tears in their eyes. I always remember and they really, really meant what they said. It was, you know, the prof was so important to that inquest. So thank you 
for betraying him as, as you did. And I thought, well, nothing tops that in a way. So I'm glad to be part of these really important dramas. Uh, and it is a great time for drama. Um, and yeah, I've, I've, apart from those worthy dramas, and I don't mean that in a, in a patronising sense, you know, I've had some good fun with with other dramas. I did a drama called Tin Star where we, we spent a couple of years in Canada. And God, you know, I, the times I've counted my lucky stars to be able to have the opportunity not just to travel, but to spend time in a country that you normally would only go for maybe two weeks holiday. Yeah. It's, it's the joy of being a jobbing actor. And I, I, I never, a, a day doesn't go by when I'm not grateful. Sounds pathetic saying that, but it's true. <laughs> so was it a surprise to you that Waterloo Road has come back? Huge. And indeed, like say, so before we do the quickfire Q&A, the, traditionally, the last question I asked people was always... If you were to get a call from the BBC saying Waterloo Road is coming back and we want you to be in it, what would you say? And obviously I've had to change that. Because <laughs> I remember I had um, Katie Griffiths, who played Clo, yeah. on, on this podcast uh, yeah. last year. And I asked her, if they called you, what would you say? And she said, of course I'd come back. And lo and behold, she is now one of the stars <laughs> of the reboot. So I'm choosing to believe I made that happen. <laughs> Well, well, I'm going to say, yes, of course I go back, but no book has called me. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I mean, you know, it was a great time. I, I, I was spoiled working with Amanda Burton. I think she's a brilliant actress. So it would be very different. It would be very different if I was ever asked back because I would request the same team. You know, I mean, Jason's, yes. an old, Jason's an old mucker of mine. Uh, Will Ash is a, a very dear, dear, they're both dear old friends of mine, uh, Philip. I mean, we had Karen, Karen, the teacher. She's now in America doing incredibly well. But no, getting back, so I was spoiled. And Elizabeth Barrington, you know, one of the best actors we've got. So I, I, I was there, I think, at a really good time for me because of old mates, and, and new friends and terrific actors, you know, having Lindsay and Kel and uh, and, and Jodie, of course. Uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> Your close friend, Jodie yeah, Cairo. My, my best pal. Uh, uh, you know, so I think, I, so I would go back, but I, uh, it would be very different. Yes. But no, to, to answer your question, I was incredibly surprised when the show came back. Because um, one of the things that I, I, I quite, I always like to say this because it's it's true. We started the podcast with no expectation that anyone would listen. It was more to keep us occupied during lockdown. Yeah. We'd watch Waterloo Road and we'd talk about it. I didn't think it still had a fan base. Wow. But when, as soon as, almost almost immediately when we started the podcast, so that's what, over two years ago now. Right. It, you know, we got people messaging us on social media to say, you know, I really enjoy the podcast. And some Absolutely. of them were people who are, uh, my age and had watched it as as teenagers. Yeah, Some of them are yeah. teenagers now who are discovering oh, it gosh, now, gosh. which I find incredibly surprising yeah. that they discover it now and yeah. find stuff to enjoy in it because it's yeah. it's very, you know, certainly at the period you were in it and before, it's sure. pre social media really. Of course, and so it's yes. a different universe to where they are now. <laughs> of course, of course, yes. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that a testament of the of, of the series? Yeah. That, um, but it still has such relevance. Yeah, to the to the point that you know, as we were saying before we start recording, it's in it was in the top ten iPlayer shows last year. Yeah, yeah. I know. You I know, received the check. 
<laughs> I was thrilled. Yeah, they, they missed a couple of zeros off, I yeah. heard. It was... in, more, in more ways than one. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you've been really generous with your time, so thank you so much. Um, finally, the th- last thing I always like to ask is if you have anything you would like to say to to the people who are fans of the show, old, new, past, present, future. Well, yeah. Firstly, I didn't know you were out there. Uh, <laughs> I love the fact you're still Neither out Neither did there. I, and I started a podcast. No, I, <laughs> I think it's brilliant. And I think, as I said, it's a testament to the series. But I think I, I really value the fact that so many, I'm now realizing so many uh, viewers took it, took Waterloo to their hearts. And I get it. I get it. I, I you know, I, I watched it as well um, before I joined. So I, I really get it. And I, and I, you know, I just kind of respect your enthusiasm for, for the series. And I'm very happy that you've got um, more to go. I mean, I don't know how many they've commissioned, but it looks like it, it's going to be a runner. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's lovely. And I, even now, Tom, I get um, older people obviously coming up to me like yourself and saying, oh, I, I, I remember watching when I was, what, 13, 14. Immediately, my heart sinks because they look <laughs> far too old to have been watching, <laughs> watching me all those years ago. But it is, it is, it is both funny and, and, and heartwarming to think that they, that they not only do they recognize me as Charlie Fisher, but they have such fond memories of, of Waterloo Road. And that's, that's all you, you really, that's all you ask for as an actor that a, that a, a program has, has kind of a, you know, is, can, can stay with people, really. I would say, that the way, yeah, that's the way to end it, yeah. Yeah, that's a nice ending. Longevity, you know, kind of it means it meant something from them because I had my own favorite shows when I was that that age, and they never leave you. And I think that's 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 great. That's all an actor can ever want for. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been really lovely to talk to you. Great talking to you, Tom, and good luck 